on this episode of industry relations rob and i beat a dead horse that actually might not be dead let's go this is industry relations a podcast that's at the intersection of real estate and technology from an insider's perspective with rob hahn and greg robertson Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Industry Relations. This episode brought to you by our friends at Note Router and uh, fabulous Greg Robertson. Uh, we'll be telling you more about them shortly. But uh, speaking of the fabulous one, how are you, sir? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I can't fight it anymore. I don't know. Not bad. <laughs> I have named you. I have dubbed the the fabulous Greg Robertson. <laughs> Hola, Rob. How are you, man? Hola. <laughs> I'm good, man. I. Uh, been on the sun a bit, so I feel like God. I'm finally tanning. You know, Touch, touching some grass out there. That's good. Exactly. You know, uh, and but what's funny is uh, my son, my oldest, uh, is working as a lifeguard in Houston. Oh, wild. Okay. So I figure by the end of the summer, people are going to think he's Mexican. It's gonna <laughs> happen. <laughs> now, how do Koreans brown? Do, do Koreans bronze a bit? I mean, I, I get. I, I don't know because I. The reason I say that is when I first like one of the first early memories when I moved to the states, I didn't speak English that well, right? So we were. I spent the summer before going to a new school, you know, outdoors, and because the the apartment complex had a pool. Mm-hmm. So I spent like every day outside. It got really brown. So I show up at school. I don't speak English. They stick me in an ESL class <laughs> with a bunch of like Puerto Ricans and Mexicans. And the teacher's like, this kid's retarded. Like you can't. <laughs> then they figured out, oh, you're, you're not actually Mexican. <laughs> you're Asian. <laughs> yeah. So the Ola Rob is uh, it's actually bringing back some flashbacks and PS- Lot, Lots of memories from my youth. <laughs> But uh, hey, Matt, speaking of flashbacks, I think we decided we're going to do a bit of a Back to the Future, uh, beat the dead horse type of deal today. Uh, because it turns out the dead horse ain't that dead. And it doesn't matter how often you and I keep talking about you know, big important issues and legal developments and whatnot. Others are finally sort of starting to come around. Right? Yeah. What's what's the story, man? What's what's the word? You no, know, I think um, uh, Inman News has done a week long series. Uh, the first two installs were written by Andrea, and uh, I think Jim has taken over from that. I've read uh, those three, um, and just talking about you know, you know, and and they've got some some uh, some per- some superlatives in the headlines about what people are saying the bomb, you know, the bombastic, you know lawsuits that are going on and how they're going to affect real estate. And I think they're doing a good job of kind of like now kind of in the mainstream talking about these issues of what, what actually does happen if these things actually come to fruition, if, mm-hmm. if buyers have to pay their, their agents commission. Right. So right. Um, we've been talking about it more of a, you know, kind of inside baseball stuff, but this is getting more out there. And, and I think now agents and brokers are more in, into that. So I'm, I'm actually kind of happy about it because I think yeah. this is a bigger thing. Nobody's been talking about. And, and as you know, this these lawsuits get certified as class action and and things like that. Um, those things start to come to fruition. People have to like pay attention, and I think it's a it's a good thing for sure. Sure. So I'm happy to do it, obviously, because I feel like I'm the guy that started off like the minute the lawsuit was launched, and it's, and I think what I write like. Gertrude Amarong, right? It's like Twilight of the Gods. You know, like this was a, you know, earth shattering, you know, disruptive event. 
And I still remember, man, immediately after that first article dropped, I just got a huge amount of just pushback right, from the community. Yeah. Like, oh, Rob, you're being chicken little. Get out of here. NAR is going to win this. These lawsuits have no merit, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you don't understand. The, these, these lawyers are not the same quality of lawyers that NAR and Realtor Associates MLS has historically have had to deal with, right? I mean, there are always guys bringing lawsuits against NAR and realtors and MLSs, but they were just like these little ambulance chaser type dudes. Yeah. They weren't Cohen Milstein. You know, they weren't some of these big boys uh, who are coming after us now. So, well, there's still a lot about, I mean, if you read some of the comments and some of the articles on Inman, I mean, there's still a little bit of uh, ostriches out there. Right. And um, oh, more than a little bit. You know? Yeah. And, and what I find amusing is how they want to get on the comments at Inman and make legal arguments like why the plaintiffs are wrong why the court is i'm like make those arguments in court man because like you know what are we we're reading magazine like none of us are serving on that jury none of us are the judge you know these cases um i mean you know what's going to be interesting is that i mean be due to this you know the latest one about certifying as class action what's going to happen in missouri is uh people are going to start getting notices in their mailboxes about hey have you sold a home in the past Blah blah blah. You should right. join this, right? So that's nine years. Uh, yeah, that doesn't mean that you know this is all valid or anything. It's just a procedural thing. But I mean, still, it's going to be uh, that's going to start waking up some <laughs> some people out there as well. When uh, mm -hmm. you know these realtors start getting phone calls from their past clients. I mean, imagine that, right? So, well, um, and, and I think I wrote this um, when I did sort of an update on it. It's like, <clears throat> okay, this got certified as class action, right? So it's just let's run down a few things at a high level. And again, this is a bit of a repeat of stuff that you and I have been discussing on this program for a few years now. Right? Like, it's like we are way early to the party. Like we're we're the pioneers, man. We you know we blaze this damn trail. Um, but a few things to think about is okay, that was certified. Every case so far, like the Department of Justice intervened on the side of the plaintiffs. The judges have been pretty damn hostile to the defendants. It's pretty clear they're not. It's not going to get dismissed. They're not going to give it summary judgment. This is going to trial. The uh, discovery is going to be ugly. It's going to be nasty, and these firms that are behind it have millions upon millions upon millions of dollars. They have some of the best lawyers in the country. Uh, they're going to kick some ass. Missouri got certified. Illinois, the Northern Illinois one, that's the uh, Merle case. That's going to get certified, and I think those two probably end up getting joined. The thing that I wrote was, if I'm a ambulance chasing plaintiff's lawyer, and I'm in Kansas, I'm in Texas, I'm in California, I'm filing suit tomorrow, right? Because then there's a good chance that it'll just get kind of wrapped up into this one huge case, and I won't have to do as much work. I'm still going to get my 40% of the winnings, right? Right. So I fully expect there to be more cases filed um, in all 50 states. I, I don't. Well, I don't, I think, frankly, I don't know why it hasn't been done yet, but, you know. I think, you know, Missouri is going to be, I don't want to say litmus test, but it's going to be a test, right? Because, you know, in order for them to gain any attention, uh, a lot of people disregard those, you know. You know, I think I got one for an Apple iPod that I bought in, you know, 2011 or something, right? And you're, you could be entitled right. to whatever. Right. Um, a lot of people disregard that stuff. So if the response to this from consumers isn't like you know a huge swell 
or or th that really you know and, and i think possibly you know somebody could read that like well i mean my realtor was you know damn good i mean they they really mm -hmm. helped me out i mean susan was fantastic or bob was great um you know there might be much ado over nothing so i think really it, there's going to be all eyes in missouri um and as their namesakes goes we're gonna have to see the show me state yeah 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 showing anything right so so i think it's pretty much i think right now if i were some of the thing people you mentioned or some of the organizations you mentioned i'd kind of see how this turns out in missouri whether or not if it's successful there that's going to be a bellwether that's gonna be the canary in the coal mine to tell me whether or not to, you know that these other guys are going to file suit right why, why go through the whole expensive process unless when we know that this is going to happen pretty soon here in in one of the other states what do you think because uh the missouri case only um only basically brought lawsuits against missouri organizations right on behalf of missouri consumers yeah but consumer people sold houses are going to get you know anybody who sold a house in missouri the state of missouri is going to get yeah, yeah. No, I know what I mean is, I, uh, so I'm just saying if I'm a lawyer in Kansas, right, the Missouri disposition doesn't help me at all. I don't get paid because the Missouri lawsuit got disposed of, right? I need to file a lawsuit in Kansas. No, but I'm saying why file anything unless, why don't, why don't you let this play out and see, is it is this class action going to, does it amount to anything? Are are the dogs going to eat the dog food, right? Are they, right, right, right. Are, are, the home, are the home sellers or home buyers right. going to actually get, is it going to be a groundswell thing or is it going to be like a whimper and like, okay, well. Uh, but that's not how this is going to work, right? So first of all, it's a class action that's on behalf of everybody, right? So it's not, yeah, of course, they're going to go out and try and get as many people into the class as possible. But if you think about like the asbestos stuff or tobacco, sometimes it's like we win at trial. Right. So let's say the Missouri case goes through, the lawyer, you know, plaintiffs win, and there's a judgment for six billion dollars. Right. Then what is up happening is, hey, have you been, uh, have you sold a home in the last nine years? You are owed compensation. Call the law firm of whatever. Do we cheat them and how? We're gonna file on your behalf. That you know, and this because uh, it's not like the six billion is just gonna get paid out. Right. It's gonna be like six billion held in this big sort of a pool of money to pay damage, quote unquote, damages to all these consumers who are harmed, right? So if the class is, let's say, a thousand people, those thousand get, people get paid out immediately. The lawyers, you know, take their third or whatever. And then the rest of it is kept in this, you know, this uh, damages fund, right? So if I'm Kansas, I don't get any of that because it's only Missouri, right? So if I'm Again, it's a risk reward thing and you know, different lawyers and different law firms have to make their own judgments. I'm just saying it seems pretty obvious to me that the next step is a bunch of big plaintiffs law firms are gonna look at this and go, Oh, cool, look at that. It's a pot of money. It looks pretty good. <clears throat> We're not sure it's gonna win, but again, it survived dismissal, it survived, you know, it's class action certification. And courts, that's a, just a thing about our legal system. Judges like to follow other judges. Nobody right. really likes being first, right? So right. some judge in Kansas is going to go, oh, well, Missouri did this. So sure, you know, I'm, I'm going to go along with that, right? Some judge in Florida is like, I don't have to do extra, extra work. It's the same case, same facts, same everything, different defendants, different plaintiffs, fine. But Missouri ruled like this, so I'm just going to you know, follow that, right? <clears throat> like, so I, I do think... Now, having said that, let's let's be honest about this. <laughs> I've been very wrong about timing on this, right? Because, like I said, if I'm one of those lawyers, I'm filing suit right now because I feel like my chance of winning are pretty good. I don't have to spend a huge amount of money. 
I just had to find two or three people and just say, hey, class action lawsuit in Kansas. Hey, class action lawsuit in Nebraska. Hey, class action lawsuit in Texas and Florida, wherever, right? I mean, it hasn't happened. Why hasn't that been done? I don't know. I yeah. honestly don't know. It's something I would love to like go to the plaintiff's bar and be like, so why haven't you guys uh, filed like lawsuits in all 50 states? Do you know what I mean? Right. But for whatever reason, they haven't. Uh, I figure it's just a matter of time that happens, though, right? So the MLSs and the realtor organizations that are kind of sitting on the outside going, hey, let's just wait and see, watch Missouri and see what happens there. To me, that's a giant fucking mistake. Right. Like You should expect that you are going to get served. You should expect that it's coming to you, right? It Just because it hasn't yet doesn't mean it's not coming. Like You might as well just prepare for it to come. Right, which we, we've been saying, right? I mean, have we've been a, saying for years. Mentality, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have a bit of a prepper mentality. So I think that's certainly going to happen. Now, the articles that you mentioned are really talk about what happens after, right? So after the nuclear bomb drops, what happens? Well, it also gives a good a history of like, like where we are now, right? Like, right. Why this is happening, and then you know what 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 is going to happen? What could be the consequences of buyers having to pay their 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 agent? commission directly right um so that that's where that's at i know that nar has gone and they have their own site i was sent over something real estate commission facts.com mm -hmm. show notes mm -hmm. and that just goes over some of the cases and you know what nar's official response is to those um and people can go to that again and that that site's real estate commission facts.com yeah i'm on it right now Yep, how real estate commissions work, fact about commissions, FAQ. Yep. Okay. And then I also understand is that, you know, I think NAR is going to go out and, you know, start doing a media tour about this. Um, sure. I'm sure they, they did something like that about, you know, how, you know, how, how to negotiate in a tough market like this. Sure. Uh, and then, then you have all these cases and the backdrop, though, is, you know, uh, interest rates being you know, are have risen. Yep. You know, I, I you know, I, one of the things I do for my product, uh, CloudStreams, is um, is I subscribe to all the listing alerts and all the portals to see how ours perform against others. Mm -hmm. And I can't tell. It's just you know, it's uh, price reduced, price reduced, price reduced. So there's a lot of reductions going on that have been starting. So I, you kind of see that happen in the market. Um, so this, all this, all these things here are going to be in the backdrop of um, uh, a market that's really changing quickly, right? And interest rates going up, and maybe that changes the value dynamic that people put on real estate agents. Maybe it's not so; it's going to be less easier just to turnkey and sell a house, you know, with multiple bids. It's going to be hard. You know, I think it's been hard. I think buyers agents are probably worth, you know are actually um, earning their commission by getting, you know, some of these buyers that have been looking mm -hmm. actually to, to get a house, right? Because it takes a little bit of, you know, elbow grease to kind of get in front of, you know, what it has been with multiple offers and finding the right house, getting, you know, uh, being sure. first to know those kind of, kind of things. So, um, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be interesting. All these things together, uh, we're going to see what we're going to see what happens for sure. But I mean, I don't. You, you don't think that that's kind of an impact on the outcome of the cases, right? Well, 
it could yes and no it could maybe if things start changing um realist for for new cases maybe it's less appetizing for new people to come in here because oh my god this this place is a shit show now what am i you know why why you know I, this is not like you know the sentiment out there is not like it was before um do i want to kind of get in there May, maybe on that on that case but maybe not on the existing let me think about that because any new case that gets filed so let's say one gets filed in florida right right the claim would be in the last whatever five six seven eight nine years if you sold a home right you're screwed and you are owed compensation Hey, everybody. I'm so excited to announce our inaugural sponsor of the Industry Relations Podcast, Note Router. Um, Note Router was launched back in 2018 by Nick Goff, and they had the mission of reconnecting real estate. Um, Note Router is an all in one email and texting platform designed exclusively for real estate. Uh, Note Router syncs with your membership database to make communicating with your members easier and more effective. Believe me, your staff is going to love you for this. If you're an association or MLS and you want to do a better job with communicating with members, really look no further. Um, they've just launched a brand new website. It looks fantastic, by the way. I'll put the URL in the show notes. It's noterouter.com. Go there, take a look. You'll find everything you need. Once again, thank you, Nick. Thank you uh, to everybody at Note Router for sponsoring the Industry Relations Podcast. Rob and I truly appreciate your, your support. Okay, yeah, you know, rates are higher. You know, the prices are starting to moderate. Um, I don't know if that makes any difference for some homeowner who gets, you know, some email or some some piece of mail is like hey did you sell sell a house in the last seven years like you if so you are screwed and you are owed compensation like you know and they're gonna be like it could be as much as thirty thousand dollars like i think a lot of people would be like let me call this lawyer don't you think yeah right i mean i guess i'm thinking on like does will the real estate industry in the future look like such a bloated money bag you know, you, you hear oh, layoffs, no. you hear all this kind of stuff right here. So yeah, it's, no, yeah. it will not. I mean, right. so, look, man, I just wrote this judgment of of people coming into this, you know, and, and suing. Right. I mean, that's I guess on a base level, that's what I'm thinking. Possibly. But I, I you know, again, I think if you're if you're a homeowner or if you're somebody, you know, what let's OK, you're a homeowner. You sold a home in the last five years or something. Right. You made a shit ton of money. But people tend to be pretty selfish, right? <laughs> Somebody comes and says, hey, uh, you could get a $30,000 judgment. So I think they're going to be like, you know, it yeah, well, costs well, you nothing. You know, yeah, that's sort of thing. We'll definitely see. I mean, that that's going to be interesting. I mean, I just don't. Um, yeah, it's I, I have a feeling this is the feeling I have right now. There is some somebody there that knows a lot more about class action suits and, and law, the law and everything, who's yelling at their radio right now. Right, right. Wherever they're listening to this podcast, like, yeah. you dumb shits don't know anything about how this is done. Yeah, yeah. Like, so hopefully they'll leave a, a YouTube comment of telling how how much we have no clue about, which is completely... Which would be great. Yeah, which is great and completely true. It could <laughs> right. be great. I would love to have an experienced class action antitrust litigator willing to come on this program and talk to us about this, because... I don't know a lot, man, but I do know, you know, <laughs> I do yeah. know a bunch. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think I've, I think I've got this pretty correct as far as the lawsuits go. 
right? Right. But the thing is, I mean, to your point, okay, we have so the the thing. Think about, and maybe I'm I'm thinking about it too much because I just wrote this six part fucking series right on the four horsemen, and this was horseman number one. Um, let's just assume this is gonna work. That like the players are all gonna win, right? Okay, what happens next? What does it look like next, right? And in the short term, it looks really bad, right? In the short term, it's 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 a bloodbath. You know, in the longer term, I think it's much nice. It's much better. I don't think it's actually that dark. I think it's I'm pretty white pilled about that. But in the short term, it's going to be a bloodbath, right? And most most institutions, most organizations are simply not ready for it. Right. Yeah, I mean, you know, to me. I, the way I'm looking at this is that, and, and uh, to be honest, on the on one of the articles on Inman, I actually put a comment in there, <laughs> like, cause, and we've talked about this before. It's like consumers have the choice to do what what you know the DOJ wants to do now. They could go to a discount brokerages. They they could go to models that refund, and I'm, I'm putting that in air quotes for those of the you that listening and can't see the the YouTube channel. Um, that refund their the the buy side commission back. Mm-hmm. So there are solutions that consumers already have right now that are uh, available to them if they want this world, right? In a sense. Okay. I mean, it's not exactly the you know the mechanism. They're not well. I want nobody wants to pay their <laughs> no buyer wants to pay commission, but they're you know they're not having to pay it right in a sense, right? So. A lot of times to me is, you know, where's the pony here? And those and those models have not been the most successful out there. Right. It seems like maybe Americans are different where they want a full service thing. They want that handling. They want that trusted advisor. You know, they keep on bringing up Australia and France. Right. Right. And all these other kind of things. Well, it's, it's you know what? Um, I think a, a fair amount of the a fair amount of the world would say America is different. <laughs> right. More ways than one. Right. And more ways than one. That's right. And it's culturally could be one of the things. Um we like our guns and we like our real estate agents. I don't know, right? You know, how you want to put that, right? But um, so, again, there's just a lot of this to me is like, where's the pony here? Um, what and, do you mean, where's the pony? Well, I mean, again, if if this, if what the DOJ is after, if what these lawsuits are after is that, you know, they that that, that the buyers should pay their own commission, right? Pay their, their own agent. Model, pay their agent, right? That there are kind of models out there that get to the same end to that, maybe not exactly that, but are basically the same thing, and they're free to go choose those models. Go. Um, okay. I no, mean, but that's not, not going to prevail, right? Well, you, you in know, other I, words, Greg, you're making a policy argument, and I could agree with you on the policy of this 100%, right? And this is what I kind of mentioned about agents and inmen comments like, making legal arguments. I'm like, that. that's cool, you know, but these are all policy arguments. What's actually going to happen at trial is that the court is going to hold for the plaintiff and basically not care about your policy argument. Well, you're, you're, I don't know if it's a, I wouldn't, you know, ha- having multiple real estate mo- uh, models in, in, in the country I'm not sure that's a policy argument. That's a, you know, that there, you know, there's, there's competition of, of real estate business models out there. Right. 
I'm not sure. I, I guess. I mean, it's a fact-based thing, but like you said, these uh, discount models don't work. They're, they don't have any market share, right? So the okay. question so, becomes, okay. why don't they, right? So the argument comes down to this, right? Okay, so you're saying so it's let's, let's pull it down. Why those discount models don't work is because of this other. That's what the plaintiffs will claim. Right. That's what the plaintiffs will claim. So let's right. let's break it down. And I've felt this from the very beginning. This lawsuit entirely turns, in my opinion, on how prevalent steering is. Yeah, this notion of buyers refuse to show houses or steer p clients away. Buyer agents steer their clients away from properties that are not paying quote full compensation, right? If that's eighty percent of the time that happens, then the plaintiffs win. If that's one percent of the time it happens, then the defendants win. I mean, I really do think it's sort of that simple, right? I'm probably wrong about that, and this would be a great time for an antitrust attorney to come in and tell me how wrong I am. But both sides are going to make all these all these arguments, right? And a lot of it's going to be policy. But at the end of the day, the way the courts work is they don't. I mean, they care about policy, but they you know really have to just look at the law, right? And right now, the plaintiffs are going to win that, I think. Well, you know, so you know, let's let's just break down your your definition of steering because yeah. that's a loaded word, right? So steering can be, um, as we saw in Long Island, um, agents kind of like you know, through body gestures or just outright saying it, you don't want to move to that neighborhood because of A or B or right, C. Right, right, right. Yeah, I don't and, mean that. I don't mean racial steering or gender. I don't mean protect the category. You're, you're, talking mean, about, you're talking about steering in the sense of like, I'm not going to, I don't want you to, I don't want to work with that, with that. I don't want you to work with that broker because they're not offering full comp compensation right. or a, a discounted compensation. Right. And, I know, you know, we've gone, I know this is something you and I disagree with because to me, and, and especially now, now that a lot of MLSs are putting those, that, that compensation, buyer's compensation in their feeds, mm -hmm. um, they can't hide these houses from consumers. The consumer is going to say, well, that's three bedrooms. It's got vaulted ceilings and two baths and it's 2000 square feet. That's exactly the house I want to, like the house I want to buy. Right. Right. Show that, show me that house, right? I just, right. I, it's not the olden days of like the listings weren't out there, right? Where the, the agent was in complete control of the MLS and only had, was a gatekeeper sure. data. The, the genie's out of the bottle, man. So I, 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 would, I would argue with you that I don't think it's a slam dunk for them to win that steering argument. I think it's a slam dunk because what you said is like, okay, cool. When did that rule pass? 2021. No, 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 no. I mean- just to have the buyer compensation is, but but the listings have been on the internet since uh, the early two thousands. I understand, but my point is, NAR did not change its rules talking about you know like you are allowed to put in one dollar for compensation. You're not allowed to claim that your services are free. They didn't make those changes until two thousand twenty one. Right, right, but that wasn't the single component. The single uh, component uh, of making right. it is is having all the listings on the internet. But what I'm, the issue that's steering is buyer agents are steering their clients away from homes that don't offer full compensation, right? All right, but buyers have that's, access that's to the all fact. the homes in the market. Right, and the claim will be buyers have access to it. So all I'm saying is whatever changes to the MLS, all that was recent. That's 2021, okay? No, 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 no. I mean, you're just disregarding the fact. No, I'm not disregarding it. I'm, I'm just working through it, right? All of those things were done in 2021. These lawsuits are looking backward, right? Like five, six, seven Years. Sure. 
So we now have to be talking more like 2010, 2015 timeframe. Which to me is fine because Which all the listings right. are on the internet. Right. On, you know, if this so any- the cl- right. So the claim has to be all the listings on the internet, buyers can see all of it, and buyer agents aren't going to not steer it. Okay. That right. that's that's the argument. Okay. And I'm like, look, I think it's a strong argument. It's a good argument. And then the question is, what evidence do you have, right, to support that argument? Because on the other side of that, with the plaintiffs, what they're saying is, it doesn't matter if it's on the internet, the buyer agents are doing this, they're doing that, and here's the evidence, okay? I'll here's give you the evidence. Okay, go ahead, sorry. Because Houston Chronicle ran this story a few years ago, and I remember talking about, like, this is fucking disastrous. They found a training manual from Keller Williams that directed listing agents on how to overcome commission objections, right? And in their training manual, what Keller Williams was saying was, you should tell the seller, listen, I'm happy to work with you on commission, but here's the deal. If we don't offer the full compensation, then the buyer agents will not show your house. This is the industry's own training materials. I embedded a video from a Tom Ferry event from, I want to say it was like 2007, 2008. I, no, it wasn't. It was pretty, it wasn't like ancient days, right? Where the listing agent on stage That's is on saying- That's on the sell side. That's on the sell side, right? But the, the lawsuits are why the commission on the sell right. side is so high, right? All I'm saying is that we have, we have the industry itself instructing agents, training agents, well, here's how you overcome a commission objection by blaming the buyer agent. Right. I mean, a couple of zealous bad apples is not going to, you know, that is not going to think because here, here's here's the Trump to that. Wait, the oversell bad. We're talking about Keller Williams official training manual. <laughs> we're talking yeah. about Tom Ferry. Like we're not. These are one off bad apples. These are like the largest franchise in the country. The, the biggest coach in the country. Misinformed. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> here's what I'm going to say yeah. is that if I'm looking for a house. And we walk in there and my wife says, this is it. You know, regardless of anything else, you know, the goddamn consumers, my wife does not give a shit about who gets, if that's the house they want, that's the house they're getting. I think, I think time and time again, no matter what fucking scripting book you use or what coach you're using, um, the fact that a house is on there that meets a criteria of a buyer the buyer is going to go want to see that. And if they like the house, they're going to goddamn take it. There's no way that a, an agent is can convince my wife once they say this is it. Well, maybe you should reconsider because I'm not make I'm not going to make, you know, the full fucking you know, money on it or, or, or some other kind of it's just not going to work, man. I mean, in, in real life, in real practice, it's just uh, it's not going to work. I, I, I think if I'm if I'm, you know, steal this scenario attorneys on our side or the you know nar side or whatever because it just it doesn't work oh it's fine I, i'm just saying that the nar is going to produce evidence that it, that that's what happened so i like think i said man i think it's just it, it, going telling that scenario to a jury and they're all going to nod their head yeah that's true uh okay well this is, this is my <laughs> <best question>. <laughs> <laughs> so so think about this right what, what's going to happen is the defense lawyer is going to get up and tell your story. And this is a scenario, ladies and gentlemen of the jury. This is why steering is really not a thing. Okay. The, the plaintiff's lawyer is going to go up and go, let me show you this training video from Keller Williams, the number one franchise in the country that is instructing listing agents to tell their clients, hey, you should offer out 6%, you should, the commission 6%, because if you don't offer 3% to buyer agents, those people, you know what? 
and this was from uh, the Tom Ferry event. The average agent uh, in in the area does three transactions a year, which means that this transaction is one third of their income. If you don't offer the full 3%, what are they going to do with your listing? What are they going to do with this house? They're going to crumple up and throw in the trash. Yeah, it's 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 a tough hill to climb. That's what I'm saying. Ladies, and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, these bombastic statements that the uh, my colleague there to the right is saying. <laughs> it's not the colleague. The colleague's not making the statements. Gary Keller's making the statements. These statements that are put in these training manuals put out by people that really aren't practicing real estate that are writing <laughs> training manuals are so, they're just bad advice. There's a lot of training manuals that give bad advice. And I'll tell you why these, these kind of things will never work. And let me tell you a story here right now. Boom. I'm in. Let's, let's yeah. make the movie right now. Okay. Let's, let's make the movie. Okay. So if they're bad advice, uh, you know, and this training's been going on for 10 years. Why didn't you stop them nine years ago? Yeah, I, you know, who knows? <laughs> you're, you're picking, you know how many, how much, how much training manuals Keller Williams have? It probably fills a a, a, a country mile worth of shit. I, I, you're, I'm, you're, I'm not. You're picking one, you know, page 76 of, you know, of the series of this blah, 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 you know, Look, man, I'm not. I'm not arguing with you on that. I'm just making the point that this is the way the lawyers work. This is the way that the law works, right? It's about evidence. You're going to make an argument, and then you have to produce evidence to back up that argument, right? So my point is, in order for the defense to win here, they have to have to produce a lot of stats. They have to produce studies. They have to bring experts, right? Who say, you know what? Despite these training manuals, despite this, these rules, despite any of that, there really was no harm here. There's no injury. Right, because steering is a small, tiny, you know, it's a bad apple kind of deal. This is unethical. It doesn't even work. Don't doesn't do it. Even it doesn't work. work. Like you have, you have to prove it. Whoever's on the stand, I would say, let me ask you a question. If you walked into a house and your wife said that this is the house they want, would you not buy it because the agent is going to get you know more commission on it? They would say absolutely fucking not. Mm -hmm. Done. Done. Next, next witness. Okay. I mean, that, then we'll see what happens. Having said that, having said that, as you and I have talked about quite a bit, I don't even think it matters. I don't actually believe that these lawsuits matter anymore, right? Because I think the action has entirely moved to the FTC. And you and I have talked about, mentioned well, the this. DOJ, but yeah, yeah, yeah. No, not even the DOJ, because DOJ is the enforcement wing, right? FTC is a regulator. Right. And you and I have talked about it, was it a couple episodes ago? Yeah. We said Lena Khan, the commissioner of the FTC, got her the majority Democrat uh, commission. Right? It's no longer 3 3, it's 4 2 now. And I think you're the one who pointed out that she only has a certain amount of time. The, the clock is ticking, right? Because <clears throat> if the Republicans win, <clears throat> which they will in November, um, that changed the political landscape. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. It's, a, it's a big statement there. Uh, what are you predicting? A red wave, Republicans take the House, they might take the Senate. Okay, might take the Senate, okay. Might, but they're, they're most certainly going to take the House, right? I, that's not me saying that's like every pollster, that's fucking Democrats themselves saying it, they, you know, unless there's some huge event on, on the current trends, what we know today, it's going to be a huge red wave. Republicans like, take the House. Like Roe versus Wade, you think, you know? I don't think so, because the, the polls I've seen post-Roe is that Republicans gained the Democrats lost. 
Right. Hmm. So I don't think it's going to, I don't think it's going to reverse. Oh, it's the, a whole, let's not get into that for crazy. Yeah. No, when I say red as events, it's like, who knows, like global thermonuclear war, something, you know, some right. major humongous event that makes a lot of undecided voters go, hey, you know what? Fuck those Republican guys. We need to go to Democrats. It's, it's not right now today. That's not what the political trends are pointing to. So she's got to act pretty quickly. And then after that, she's still going to be, you know, like Biden's still present for two more years. Right. She'll, she'll, she'll have about two years left. I think they act via the FTC, not DOJ, not these lawsuits. Right. Um, and on that one, you make policy arguments for sure. Right. right. Cause that is nothing about legal precedents, not about that. It's about, okay, well, what should the regulations be? Right. And on that front, I'm not sure what happens. My guess is that the FTC comes down pretty hard in the industry. Right. And we've debated that already, which is why this episode is like beating a dead horse again. Um, but I mean, what's, what's your take? What do you, do you think the FTC acts hard? And if not, why not? Right. So, I mean, I, you know, I think you're right. I did say, you know, they, they've only got a limited time. They only got limited resources. The article we read, it was nowhere on the, nowhere talked about real estate. But, you know, and again, this is where my naivete about how the FTC works versus the DOJ. We had an agreement with the DOJ. They struck down that agreement. The NAR did. Right. But is we're suing the DOJ or is the DOJ suing us? I mean, what is... Do, do NAR is suing the DOJ. Right. So we're in a lawsuit with the DOJ. We're in a lawsuit. And then the, there's other lawsuits that are uh, naming MLSs and franchisors and brokerages, right? Um, but those are all do, civil. Yeah, right. So where do, where, where do the, those all stand? I mean, I think that, you know, there's, there is a relationship, obviously, between the FTC and the DOJ. But I'm not exactly 100% Sure. How I, I think all that stuff I, to me, I think that's less of a concern. I think you're. I'll agree with you here. Then it is these lawsuits, right? I um, I'm the other way. I'm saying the regulations the bigger concern than the lawsuits. See, I, I, I'm I'm I thinking now it's probably the other way because there's not they're not actively suing us. They're not actively doing anything. They're just we're suing. When I say we, I'm saying you know organized. They are. Yeah, yeah. They're suing them. The, the stuff that they have to keep their eye on the ball right now is all these civil suits, right? Those are the ones that could, could be anything else. There's nothing actively happening, really. I guess the question is, do you, do you just want to wait until the FTC comes out with rules? Because that's what they're going to come out with. Here's some proposed regulations, right? And there'll be a period of public hearing but, where people can comment. But, is it, but, but it seems to me that, and again, I keep getting the FTC and the DOJ confused, but... Yeah. It seems to me that the way that it's happening is that didn't the DOJ or the FTC, I think it was the DOJ, didn't they give some sort of arguments in these cases? Like they like this should not affect this ruling should not. So it seems to me they're almost they're working through these yeah. lawsuits and not kind of directly themselves. So that yeah. would again say to me that they're either going to support when they they can support when it supports their own goals mm -hmm. or they're going to wait and see to see how these things play out before they do their own moves. Right. So again, to me, it, go, it goes, it goes to me that the, 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 the things we have to worry about now are the, the current lawsuits we have in there because 
not only the plaintiffs are doing that, but also the fucking DOJ is helping them out in some in some regard, right? For so, sure. Yeah. Does that make sense? It does, but here's the thing. What the DOJ and the lawsuits and all that, they they're tend to be a little bit reactive, and here's what I mean. Department of Justice is just an enforcement wing, right? So they bring lawsuits to say, uh, hey, NAR, this rule violates the Sherman Antitrust Law, right? So we're going to sue to make you comply with the already existing law. The FTC is proactive. What the FTC can do is to come and say, we don't give a shit about whether you're violating existing rules or regulations or laws. We're just going to give you some new rules, right? Right. So, but, I mean, you know, they've got something. I mean, they've already got some stuff out there to me. If I'm the DOJ, there's a lot of people doing my dirty work for me right now, right? Right, and which yeah. is why they've been helping them. Yeah. Let's help them out, right? Correct. So it's like, so, correct. It's not the DOJ have, anymore. Yeah, but the FTC doesn't even have to do anything because- Oh, that's it, no. Handled. No, right? no, that's different. So you know what? Let's put it in terms that I think maybe our I audience- mean, I know the executive order you're going to bring up, right? No, they it's not have, even that. I, no, I'm, I want to point out the difference between like DOJ and FTC. I think the way to think about it, the difference is the DOJ is like the MLS compliance department, right? Where if you violated a rule, we're going to send you a nasty email. We're going to, you know, here's a fine. That's what the DOJ is, really. The FTC is more like the MLS board of directors that make the new rules. So the FTC could come in and say, yeah, we're not suing you. We're not saying you violated something. We're giving you some new rules to obey, right? And well, that's one. that was the executive order, though, right? When, when and the just, executive order was telling the FTC, please go make some new rules for the real estate industry, right? Tell the DOJ. No, tell the FTC. Oh, FTC. Because okay, DOJ yeah, doesn't make rules. Right? Yeah, right. Okay. FTC makes the rules. DOJ enforces them. So the FTC just comes out and says, hey, here's a new rule for you. Um, you can't share commissions anymore. Right. Okay. But why would the FTC do that now when there's already an active lawsuits that are basically accomplishing the same goal? Because and, the lawsuits are never certain. Lawsuits are never certain. And it's going to take seven years. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm just thinking from, and again, <laughs> no experience in this, but if I'm, if I'm, if I'm the FTC and I've got a, sh a shitload of fucking work to do, right? Yeah. And I, I, I want to like promote this thing that, you know, commissions are too high. Yeah. I And I'm looking out there right now. Well, there's shit. There's, there's a lot of cases going on there that have the same kind of goal that I have. Instead of me doing anything work, I've got all this other work to do. If I can just help these guys out, I'm going to work on that for a while while I work on these more important things. It's and then, and then if, 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 if things are starting to go awry there, then I'll enter. Or yeah, I'll that, enter. that is entirely possible. And you know, I got to grant you, like, I don't know. Cause I don't, I don't work for the FTC. I don't, I've never worked there. I don't know what they're thinking is, you know, maybe the FTC really does feel like we have a uh, more, more bigger fish to fry than real estate and DOJ is handling that. So it's entirely possible. We see no regulation coming out of the FTC. Right. right. I mean, it's entirely possible. I'm, I don't think so, but that's entirely like my personal opinion based on read of the politics because the FTC is a purely political organization or or rather much more purely political than the DOJ, right? In theory, because mm -hmm. the DOJ is just supposed to enforce existing law. The FTC is supposed to make new policy. And I guess right now, I think housing is a really hot political topic and it's going to become an even hotter political topic. Right. So the one way that the Biden administration can really, you know, have a win, if you will, right, in the midst of gas prices and inflation, and all this stuff 
it would be great for the Biden administration to say, look, we are taking action to deal with high housing costs, right? So here's one set of regulations around rentals, because that's going to be a big one. And here's a regulation to say, help homeowners and home buyers save money. Yeah. I think that'd be a big political win for them, which is why I think it's going to happen. I could be completely wrong, man. Yeah. <laughs> right? What I love about this conversation is that um, a lot of people don't know this, but um, Rob and I are going to be doing a live um, debate on this very topic. We are. Uh, yeah. Um, at the Greater Las Vegas uh, Association of Realtors Tech Forum. Ah, that's right. On the that's 26th. Right. That's right. It's going to be moderated by their MLS D director, Rich. And um, I don't think we should talk about this anymore until then. That's a good point, man, to get more people. So let's uh, let's let people know when, when that is. That's going to be August 26th. All right. Um, August 26th we'll, we'll in Las Vegas. In Las Vegas. We'll be recording it um, at their tech forum. Um, it's being hosted by GLBAR. Stephanie Hill is putting it together um, and uh, super excited about that. So we'll be recording that. So let's, um, let's these are, up. these are giving, now that I know how you're thinking, <laughs> you know, it's funny. Cause like a lot of people ask me, are, do you read Rob stuff ahead of time? And like, if it's topics that I know we're going to talk about, I, I tend not to until after, because I like to get, hear it fresh first. Yeah, uh, and then I'll go back and, and obviously read anything you got, but um, this this feels like that kind of thing. So I'm I'm going to be super excited for this. I'm I'm prepping right now for this for this this debate we're going to have, this conversation we're going to have at uh, the uh, tech forum in in Vegas. Sorry, I I, I didn't hear the last uh, part of what you were saying, but you, you're a good. No, just super excited about um um. I'm super excited about uh doing a live thing with you. So that'll be yeah. funny. And we'll catch that and we'll record yeah. that and, and put it on the podcast. Well, I don't know if we're going to have video. We'll, we'll see what happens. But uh, Let, let's see if we can you know, make a video because it would be awesome to get the audience. Like, Because so much of the time it's you and me chatting. Yeah. And it would be great to have you know people be able to say, hey, Rob, you're, you're smoking crack. Or, hey, Greg, what about this? Or whatever. Yeah. I think that would be awesome. I, and, and if you're listening, consider coming to Vegas to attend the tech forum just <laughs> to watch us. I'm just saying. It's going to be... And Vegas is fun. I live here. I could, you know, take you all out to my favorite spots in Vegas. I think that'll be really fun. Uh oh. Um, but all right. So, uh, hey, man, I, I, we, we beat that dead horse pretty good. I think. Yeah. You know? No, it's yeah. it might be dead now, but we, I, I guess it's not because we're going to be talking about it in a month or so. so but here's the thing, Matt. It's not a dead. It's only a dead horse to us. Right. If you think about it, right? Because we've been we've been Trail on Vegas. this from the start. Now people are coming along with like, hey, uh, what, what's going on with this loss and stuff? Like, hey, man, we've been, Greg and I have been on this from the beginning. <laughs> so we are trailblazers. All right, man. Uh, always wonderful. Uh, if you have any questions, if you have any thoughts, uh, let us know. And uh, once again, thanks to our sponsor, uh, Note Router. Right? Love it, Nate. Thank you, Nick. Thanks, Note, Note Router, for uh, supporting the uh, Industry Relations Podcast. And uh, yeah. thanks for all the listeners. All right. Thanks, everybody. I'm so excited to announce our inaugural sponsor of Industry Relations Podcast, Note Router. Note Router was launched back in 2018 by Nick Goff uh, with the mission of reconnecting real estate. Note Router is an all-in-one email and texting platform designed exclusively for real estate. 
NoteRouter uh, syncs with your membership database and makes communicating with your members easier and more effective. Your staff will love you for it. If you're an association or MLS that wants to do a better job of communicating with your members, look no further. Uh, NoteRouter has just launched a, a new website. It looks fantastic. It's NoteRouter.com. I'll put that information in the show notes and take a look. Again, Rob and I want to sincerely thanks NoteRouter and Nick Off for uh, sponsoring this uh, episode of Industry Relations. <laughs>